0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. The uh, best podcasts on iTunes and in podcasting world on real estate, right, Alex? That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> as we can tell, and today, as we're we can learn
1: how to get stuff done.
0: Right, we are. And uh, Alex, uh, we got a great guest on the show. His name is Craig Ballantyne. A lot I'm of excited. our listeners have heard of Early to Rise." Craig owns that website. He's a productivity ninja, and I uh, just started reading his book. It's an amazing book. And it's called The Perfect Day Formula. And we're going to talk about that. And uh, Craig has some cool stuff that he's going to give away to our listeners. And his time is very valuable, Alex. So I want to jump right into the podcast. Normally, we'd chit-chat back and forth about deals and yeah, stuff that I we're know. working on. Yeah, I know. I was
1: on. like, today, we can't do that because we, we've got to get some stuff done.
0: <laughs>
2: well, we, are, we already did chit-chat, too. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Craig, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm really great, and I'm really excited to be here, Joe and Alex. Thank you so much for having me on and helping your listeners out.
0: The Perfect Day Formula. Uh, This was a a book that I just started reading. A good friend recommended it to me, Justin Williams, from over at the House Flipping HQ podcast. And uh, anytime Justin recommends something, for the most part, (laughs) (laughs) I give him a hard time, uh, I I read it. And also, uh, Russell Brunson, I've heard Russell Brunson talk about Craig. Um, Now, let me just tell you guys a little bit about Craig. Um, He's in the productivity and success transformation business. He lives in Canada. He's author of a new book called The Perfect Day Formula, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. Um, He's been a contributor to Men's Health Magazine since 2000. Um, He created a really popular home fitness program called Turbulence Training. Alex uh, told me about that before. Now, um, on his journey to success, Craig had to overcome crippling anxiety attacks, and uh, he has these rules and pillars of transformation that he's going to talk about um, in his perfect day for me that helped him overcome that, um, helped him overcome, and has helped other people overcome uh, overweight, uh, anxiety, stress, teaching people how to raise money, how to make more money, find the love of their life, overcome any obstacle in their way to success. And uh, he's got a great website. Everybody needs to go to this website, risecom They have incredible... Uh, Resources there, and um, but Craig, uh, welcome to the show. Tell me a little bit about your journey, Craig, if you don't mind. Like, what what made you want to write this book, The Perfect Day Formula?
2: Yeah, so it's the Perfect Day Formula is really everything that I learned and had to learn to overcome those anxiety attacks back in two thousand and six that actually sent me to the hospital a couple of times. Um, In order for me to get more done, make more money, still get home on time for dinner, have less stress and really live the life of my dreams while still getting a lot done. Now, I I don't screw around all day. I I do work, but I get a lot done. I'm I'm very well known for the amount of content that I create, the amount of production that we do in our business and the number of people that we help. And we have a really great impact on the world. And it all comes from the systems that I created that I'm going to share with you a real estate investing audience, so that they can have more time to evaluate deals, so they can have more time to do what matters yeah. and concentrate on what counts, which is getting home and being present for their family.
0: Alex and I talk about that a lot. You know, if you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have something bigger that you're living for, uh, you're going to get frustrated really quickly. That's for sure. Absolutely. And with
1: with multiple children, Joe, you and I, uh, I've got four small children. You got four as well, Joe. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they can they can take that day and 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 uh, and and it runs away and you're like, whoa, what did I get done? So
0: yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's well, a battle.
0: It's and it takes a lot of discipline. And uh, I'm reading your book right now, Craig, The Perfect Day Formula. Um, it's a fantastic book, and and you talk about rules in there, and they're not they're not overbearing, overwhelming, complicated rules. It's just really simple rules to live by. Um, can you talk a little bit about that book and, and talk about how? What are some ways that people can be more productive uh, in their in their lives and in their business?
2: Well, I'll say one thing, and it's not that it's all about discipline. So I don't want people listening to say, "Oh man, I got to be disciplined." Having these rules in place reduce the amount of discipline that you have to have in your life. They reduce the amount of willpower that you have to rely on to make the right decisions. And so, really, it's setting up these boundaries. It's just like when you go into a real estate deal, you have certain boundaries. It's like, you know, if, for example, if you were doing a real estate deal on a family home and looking to rent it out, you would have a certain price limit. You say, I'm not going to buy over $200,000 if I can't get $1,800 a month in rent, yeah. you know, for example, I'm just making up numbers. And that's the same operating system that we need to have for our own personal habits. Because when we do that, we actually rely less on willpower and we make the right decisions automatically so that we can get more done. And we look like we have amazing discipline. It looks like we're the type of person that you know will never give in to temptation and never do anything wrong. But it's because we have our rules in place. And so we should have rules in place for our life, for our health, for our wealth building, for our daily routines, for how we wish to act. As we were t- joking about Uh, before the call one of my rules is that I don't swear and I describe (laughs) what I do as I help people get their stuff together but I use a different word than stuff and they and um, you know I think it was Joe or Alex called me out on it and I said well, there's literally no other way to describe what I do uh, as well as using the other S word and so I went against my rule but usually I never well not usually never but I never swear I never curse because I made it a rule that I want to live that way. And when you make a rule for your life and you tell other people, then you live up to your own standards. And when you have that in place, it's really easy for you to go and do the right things with less stress and less frustration so that, again, you get more done, you make more money, you get home on time for dinner.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. And uh, you know, it's funny. I was reading your book this morning um, at the Apple store. I was waiting to get something fixed at the apple store and uh you're talking about the rules and you're big on getting up early in the morning and uh what's one of the things that i'm trying to be better at is getting up early in the morning because i just get so productive get more things done in the morning um but what's funny too is i've been trying to get off coffee and you you have one of your rules and again these aren't like legalistic hard rules they're just guidelines and um you talked about no coffee after one o'clock and uh I was, I've been trying to get off caffeine myself and it was like 1230. (laughs) So, uh, I was like dying because I had a bad headache and stuff like that. But, uh, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to have any coffee because having those kinds of rules, it's like, and I like the analogy you used. It's like, uh, like somebody who's a vegan, right? And they're at a barbecue party. They're at a party and somebody's try, you know trying to offer them a cheeseburger. Um, there's no way they're going to eat that cheeseburger, right? Never. And uh, having that kind of mindset that um, this is something I'm going to take really seriously, and I'm going to I, I take my health seriously, I take my principles seriously. When you think about it in that different type of mindset, um, that's really is uh, that's helpful, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So I just want to clarify a few things in there. Um, you did a great job of explaining it, but. For example, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I just want people to understand I'm not against coffee and you made, a good, you made a good description that it's, I'm against caffeine 10 hours before you want to go to bed because if you have caffeine within 10 hours of going to bed, you will be more alert, you'll be yeah. tossing and turning and you won't sleep well and you'll wake up the next morning and you'll really need more coffee and then you'll need coffee all day long and it sets you off on this vicious cycle. Now, I'm not against that coffee in the morning, but again, try not to have it later in the day. And the reason you actually suffer from uh, headaches when you go through caffeine withdrawal is because caffeine is a vasoconstrictor. And what that means is it makes, your, um, it makes the veins in your head smaller. Hmm. And so when you don't have caffeine, you have dilation. And that means your blood vessels get really large, and you get a pounding headache from from the blood rushing through your head. So that's why when people ah. that's why when people go off caffeine, they get headaches. And so if you have that caffeine, away goes the headache. So that is uh, that's your uh, physiology lesson of the day. But going <laughs> so, back to the rules, yeah, yeah
1: vasoconstriction. I like it.
2: <laughs> yes, vaso vasoconstriction from stimulants. And so uh, and when you have that um, rush of adrenaline. And You have vasoconstriction, so you have less blood flowing to your, your organs and more blood flowing to uh, your muscles to move and get you out of uh, danger. So anyways, I could talk about that silliness all day long. One other thing I wanted to mention, you, you gave the great example of rules for your life using the vegan example. But here's another one. We also have rules for our life in terms of driving on the road. You have red lights. You have stop signs. You have rules for the road. Imagine if you didn't have those rules. there was no traffic lights at intersections it'd be utter chaos <laughs> you know you'd yeah. never get to where you wanted to go, especially not safely and so when you have those similar rules and boundaries in your life, you make the right decisions and I like to use this example Joe of Many people love to have an after-dinner cocktail or before-dinner glass of wine. And, but the next thing you know, three months go by and you you're suddenly find yourself drinking three or four glasses of wine or three or four cocktails and you're waking up the next morning groggy and you're not productive. So now you have to put in place a rule that says, I either have only one glass of wine or I have no alcohol you know, on work nights because I got to wake up the next morning and be dialed in and be productive. Yeah. Now, this isn't a rule that you're going to have on your daughter's wedding day. Of course, you're going to celebrate. You're going to stay up late. But Monday through Friday, you're going to follow the rules, get up, and be the most productive investor that you can be. And so that's what my book is about, structuring your life. Sounds a little bit boring, a little bit disciplined, but it helps you get more done. So again, you can quit at 5 o'clock. You can have dinner with your family, and you can be present with them, and then enjoy those great experiences in the future.
0: Very good. I like that, because that's what really matters at the end of the day, is your, is, Absolutely. Is, is your you got it. relationship with your family, your health, living right, as long as you can. your little kiddos. Mm, yeah. Okay, so um, talk about the five pillars of personal transformation a little bit, Craig. That's something you talk about in the book. Can you explain that and, and, and expound on that a little bit here for our
2: audience? Yeah, so, so those five pillars are really the gold of, of the book, is what Joe Polish called them, um, a friend of mine and Justin's. And, and so... I discovered them through my weight loss transformation contest and what I, you know, I have these contests, we've done over 25 of them, before and after photos, little essays that people write about what they achieved over the 12-week transformation. And I realized when I read these essays that the winners of the contest always had five things in place. They had better planning and preparation, they had professional accountability, they had positive social support, they had a meaningful incentive, and they had a big deadline. And when one of those things was missing, the people... Would fail, they would drop out, they would quit, and so these five pillars are really important. And I actually use them when I look back on it. I didn't know at the time, but I use these to overcome my anxiety. And so we can break them down one by one, and I can show you how they actually would really help the investors. Well. Yeah,
0: yeah, please do. Now,
1: now, when you say anxiety, what do you mean by anxiety? Like a natural, like oh, I'm not getting things done, or uh, like a like an unhealthy anxiety, like really. Panic attack, anxiety,
2: kind of thing. Yeah. So I, uh, at age 30, I walked into the emergency room twice over the course of six weeks and said, "I'm having a heart attack." That gets oh you. My. That gets you to the front of the line really quickly. <laughs> so if anybody has new, wow. anybody has knee pain and you're in the emergency room and you're not getting looked at, just go up to the front and say, oh, "I'm having a heart attack." <laughs> They'll take you to the back right away. They'll hold your hand. I mean, I walked in one night and the guy looked at me and is like, "What is this?" You know loser one he's thirty years old coming into my busy emergency room, and I, as soon as I said I'm having a heart attack, his expression changed. he took me right into the back, um, and so that's how bad it was. It was crippling anxiety twenty four wow. hours a day, seven days a week for six weeks straight. I had tingling from the top of my heads to the end of my fingertips, tight chest couldn't breathe, pounding heart rate couldn't think oh, properly. My couldn't sleep yeah so it was really bad it wasn't like at the end of the day we we're like, wow, I'm kind of stressed out no it was it was as serious as I, I hope that um, anybody ever experiences. I hope that nobody listening goes through it but five to ten of the five to ten percent of the population experiences something like that so anybody who's listening who has ever experienced it, I just want to know that you can overcome it. Um, it does take some work, and I tried a whole bunch of things that I'll talk about uh, in a few minutes here. But that's how bad it was, Alex. So it was good. that was Alex who asked that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: That's, that's I, I, uh, I, I, there cool. was no hyperbole on that when it said crippling anxiety in my bio. It was it was crippling. So wow. So that's uh, so I overcame that in a six week period, but I didn't know how I did it. And, Till, you know I, years later I looked back and said oh I use these five pillars and the first one is planning and preparation and the planning and preparation simply... It means this, and I'll use a weight loss example because it's a really great place to start. So, you know, in January 1st, a lot of people say, I want to lose 10 or 20 pounds. And that's the extent of their planning. Now, that's not planning, right? I mean, it needs to be better than that. It needs to be, I'm going to go and do this exercise program three days a week. I'm going to use this nutrition program. I'm going to get this much sleep. I'm going to drink this much water. And this is how I'm going to succeed. It's the same with investing. I'm going to go and look at these 10 houses every month, you know, 10 different houses every month. I'm going to whittle it down. I'm going to look at the numbers. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to follow Justin's advice or Alex's advice and I'm going to do this and, or sorry, Joe's advice and I'm going to do this. And so away we go. And so that is better planning and preparation. You have to be detailed in your planning if you want to succeed at anything in life. The next one is professional accountability. This is having your coach you need someone who has expert advice and who is going to hold you accountable with, and not let you get away with any excuses. Hmm. The third pillar is positive social support. That means you have to hang around people that are trying to do the same thing as you. In the weight loss world, if you hang around somebody who is exercising and, and is achieving the goals that you want to achieve, you have a better chance of success. The old phrase that we've probably heard in the personal development world that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with is true. Harvard research proved this. If you hang around people that smoke, you have a greater chance of being a smoker. If you hang around people that are overweight, you have a greater chance of gaining weight. It is just simple social networks. So if you want to be a great real estate investor, you have to get involved with real estate groups. Online works just as well as offline. So get involved and get connected. Fourth pillar is a meaningful incentive. And you have to find a real deep meaning for why you want to change. So if you wanted to lose weight, what I found in my weight loss transformations, if a guy said he wanted to lose 20 pounds to look better on the beach, he'd, he'd quit because that wasn't meaningful. The guy who said, I want to lose weight to have more energy for my kids, I want to lose weight so that I'm around in 20 years to see them graduate, that was the guy that stuck it out and has still kept his changes to this day. We had one guy in our last contest, 40 years old, 400 pounds, he lost 75 pounds in 12 weeks unbelievable change. Now he's becoming a personal trainer. He's helping people. He's an amazing guy and he's doing it because of his family. That's the stuff that keeps you going. And finally, the big deadline. The big deadline is the fifth pillar. And you guys in the real estate world know about deadlines better than anybody else. You know that the deal gets done in the final few hours when the deadline is coming up, that's just the way the human nature is. We just have this stupid human trick of procrastinating. And so if you don't have a deadline, you'll just keep on saying, yeah, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to lose weight this year. And the next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving and you're gaining weight. So you have to have this Deadline. We do 90 day transformation contests. Sometimes you'll see 21 day habit changes, 60 day habit changes. It's because people can internalize that and say, I can do anything for 90 days. I can do anything for 21 days. And that gets you started. And then as you go through the process where it's like, oh man, I'm halfway through this and this is kind of like not as fun as I thought it was going to be, then you think, hey, you know what? I'm on the halfway point. I'm on the home stretch. I'm going to stick this out. And then it's just like in the marathon when you hit the wall at mile 20, but somehow you're running faster at mile 25 because you see that finish line and you run faster and you, and you actually get more results in those final few days or weeks because that deadline is there and it spurs you to action. So it's really powerful. And those are the five pillars. You can use them for anything, buying a house, investing in real estate, making deals, losing weight, overcoming anxiety, whatever you want, those five pillars work.
0: Yeah, I, I love the deadline pillar. Um, that works best for me too. Uh, Russell yeah. Brunson talks about the the um, the lead or gold um, deadline. Have you ever heard of that? The lead or the
2: gold? Oh, I want to hear that story though. Uh, uh,
0: the the story goes in the with the Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> wow. Uh, when they want something done, they'll go to the uh, the political local mayor, the person in the politics there, and says to them, "Hey, we want you to do this for us," and uh, you can say yes or no, and the guys say no. I can't do that. So they'll come to, they'll break into their house in the middle of the night, and uh, pull had a, have a bag of gold in one hand, and a gun, <laughs> and a gun in the other hand with a bullet in it. And they'll say in Spanish, whatever it is in Spanish, lead or gold, you pick it. And uh, having that kind of a deadline, maybe it's a horrible example. Um, no, I mean that, that's
2: a pretty good. I mean, that's an extreme example, and sometimes you need extreme examples.
0: Right. So I, I find I'm more productive when I'm on a deadline, like I'm flying to Spain tomorrow. Well, guess what? I got a lot of stuff to do, and I've been the most productive the last two days that I've been in a really long time, because I just got to get all this stuff done before I fly out. And uh, I, always,
2: I always like to use this example, Joe. Um, do you know when, what date Christmas is this year?
0: Uh, December 25th, maybe. Yeah.
2: Guess, guess which days are going to be really busy at the mall. <laughs> 24th? Yeah. And guess guess um, how many people knew that December 25th was Christmas a year before? Hmm. Yeah. Everyone, uh-huh. right? It's human nature. We just have this thing. It's like, ah, I'll do it later. And so that's why you need a deadline. Whether you're doing a real estate investing deal, um, whether you're going on holiday, you know that you're going to be the most productive in those two days before I mean that. I mean, college essays is another really great college
1: example. College is a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just,
2: it just operate right. And so, um, so use the deadline to your advantage. Uh, I use this mm-hmm. in my information marketing business. I mean, I've run a hundred promotions, probably more, and they always have a deadline, right? You know, a three day promotion, you're going to get a sale, a discount. Yeah. These, I've I've done so many, and I'm still amazed that. 25 to 30% of the entire orders come in the last 6 hours. Of the entire 3-day, 5-day, 7-day promotion doesn't matter. People wait to the last minute.
0: Yeah, that is that is amazing. The um and I found too that when I'm when I'm selling something either a house or an offer for coaching or a product or something like that, if I don't have urgency and scarcity, it doesn't it doesn't work, it doesn't sell. Right. Uh right. Craig, talk a little bit about um You talk in your book about creating a vision for your life. Um, What does that mean to you? I mean, vision is a word that a lot of people throw around lightly, but uh, what does that mean to you?
2: Okay, so the vision for your life is like having a movie script of everything that you've accomplished in three to five years from now. So there's a couple of great books on this. Um, One of them is from Cameron Harold. he used to be the COO of 1-800-Got-Junk. His book is called Double Double, and he talks about a vivid vision. For your business, which is here's exactly what my business is going to look like. Here's what we stand for. Here's how we're known in the community. And this again, and you're writing this as if it's, you know, 2020 or something, and we're doing this in 2016. And so I put a whole bunch of personal aspects in there. So I want people to write a vision for both their career and their personal life so that they know exactly where they're going to live in three years from now, what cars are going to be in the garage you know, what their backyard's going to have, whether it's going to have a pool, what their kids are going to be doing, what activities they are going to be involved in, what community organizations your family is involved in, what your daily work hours look like, what your Sunday routine looks like, your favorite holiday of the year, your most, um, you know, most important people in your life. And, and so I write this really powerful vision in my book and people get to know me very well through it, even if they've never met me personally, because it's very personal, clear and concise and specific vision. And it, this vision uh, exercise has allowed me to, to buy the business of my dreams because back in 2006 when I first got a coach, my coach asked me, what do you want your business to look like in five years? And at the time, I was just running my fitness business and I said I'd love to have a business like Early to Rise. And then I went and developed skills. I met people who knew good people. And the next thing you know, one of my friends is at a seminar with the owner of Early to Rise. The owner of Early to Rise says, I'm gonna sell the business. My friend says, I know a guy who wants it. And then five years, three months and 17 days after I said that to my first business coach that I wanted to have a business like Early to Rise in five years, I bought the business, the exact business. And so I love telling that story just to show people how powerful it is. Because listen, I'm a skeptical, skeptical guy, very cynical. When I watched the movie, The Secret, which many of the investors listening have probably watched, they've heard about the law of attraction, and I thought, this is baloney. But I did like the one scene where John Assaraf talks about how he is living in the house that was on his vision board years ago. And so that I liked. And then I realized that it's not the law of attraction. It's the law of action attraction. And if you go and do the right things, meet the right people, and always move towards your vision and your goals. So you'll achieve not just kind of what you want, but exactly what you want. And so I, I believe in the power of it, and that's why I'm a big proponent of it. It's my favorite part of the book, and I love helping people do it.
0: That's really good. I, I like that.
1: That's that's awesome when you've got, you know, we can't necessarily just sit and think things into existence. But if we go out there and actually take action on the things that we want to attract, I mean, that's a lot more
2: um, yeah, that's a yeah. lot
1: more actionable. I guess you can say. You know? it, it's
2: it's true. And so so listen. Here's a great example. So this is like my eighty-first podcast of the year. I love doing these things. I love talking to people like you. And I'm doing this because I want to sell more of my books and I want to help more people. And so I have a goal of the number of uh, perfect day formula books and kits that I want to sell. And I went out and I started you know meeting people. I met Justin Williams, who introduced me to you guys. And away I go. So I'm always you know expanding my circle, and I look at this as like throwing a big rock into a lake. And those ripples go out. And so when you do, when you throw more rocks into the lake, you have more ripples going out. You're going to meet more great people. You're going to attract more opportunity into your life. And away you go. And and you're right, Alex. It's a lot more.
0: Yeah, very good. One of the things with the vision that uh, I talk a lot about, Craig, that I found is helpful for me is a lot of us have our business or our job and that's kind of the center of our life, you know? And uh, life fits in around that. But when you've got a real vision, and you make that the center of your life. Then the goal becomes to create a business that supports the vision, the business that fits around the vision, that fits around your life, not the other way around. And, oh, man, uh, that's
2: a great way of saying it.
0: Well, it's just we, we so get it backwards so often, right? Even us entrepreneurs who are working for ourselves or own our own businesses, it's so easy to let that stuff control us instead of letting the vision for our life control us what we are and what we want to do. And for me, for me personally, I, w- I had a vision for my life. I want to travel with my family. We want to go see the world. And uh, with, with four kids, we thought, well, how can I have a business that allows us to travel? Um, well, we'll probably have to homeschool our kids. So that's what we do. We're not anti-public school, but we just are so pro-homeschool. We, we homeschool our kids. And uh, if I want to flip real estate, um, I'm going to need to learn how to do that virtually with a team. So I started building systems and building teams that allow me to flip real estate without me having to look at the house or look at the land. And uh, so it's really, really important for people listening to this to, to write down what is the vision that you want for your life first and then design a business that supports that, design a business around that. And I think a lot of people will find uh, that, that freeing to them.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. And I can, if I can just add to that, I like to use this analogy of the the vision is your destination. So um, imagine you want to go to Disney World. Well, okay, you live in um, you live in Omaha. Is that correct, I, Joe? I'm in St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Okay, so you live in St. Louis. You know, you, okay. If I want to go to Disney World, I, t- I get go to the airport. I take a flight to Orlando, and then I go and I know exactly what route to take according to GPS. You know exactly how to get there. And so with your vision, you know exactly where you want to get to. And if you start going through life, and all these opportunities come your way, and let's say you want to become a really great real estate investor, and then some opportunity comes along for you to go and invest in some other business that's not related to it, most people would say, oh, it kind of sounds cool. I'll go and do that. But the person with the strong vision says, no, that's a detour. That takes me off my road to my success. Hmm. I'm not going to do it. And so it just makes all those decisions so much easier and so much more correct so that you succeed. And you did a great job of explaining it, and I hope that helps as well.
0: Very, very good. Um, Craig, you're you're running short on time here. I wanted to ask you about some of the mistakes you've made in your career, and uh, what are some of the things that people can learn from in in regards to that?
2: Okay, so the number one biggest mistake I made is I did not hire a coach soon enough. So I talked about having my coach. Coach in 2006 was when I got my coach. I could have afforded a coach in 2003, but I was too cheap and too stubborn to get a coach. It held me back for so long. I wish I would have done that so much earlier. I would have gotten my book out. I would have helped more people. I'd be wealthier. I'd be everything would be better if I just would have gotten coaching earlier. And so that is what I recommend to everybody. As soon as they have enough money to invest in a coach, remember, that's your professional accountability, the person who's going to give you expert advice, the person who has been there and done that with respect to your goals, the person who shares your morals and ethics, the person who is going to hold you accountable. Get that person in your life and you'll be more successful.
0: I I like that. That's really good. I've always had a coach. And uh, I I know personally from my own experience, I, I couldn't have any of these – the success that I've had, there's no way I could have had it without a coach and without my yeah, wife.
2: You take, a, you take a look at Olympians. You take a look at professional athletes. They all have coaches. Some of them have multiple coaches. And so if they have coaches and they're the best in the world, that should give you a tip about the importance of coaches.
0: Very good. Uh, so, Craig, what's the, what are some of the, the top one or two things people could start doing today to st- – start taking control of their time, own their day, uh, get more of the closer to the perfect day type of thing that you talk about in the book.
2: Okay. So the number one thing they're going to do tomorrow and pretty much every day for the rest of their life is they're going to If they get up at 7 o'clock now, they're going to get up at 6.45. So you're going to get up 15 minutes earlier than your normal bedtime. You're going to go down to your kitchen table with a pen and paper, and you're going to work on your number one priority. So if your number one priority is an opportunity to take advantage of, you're going to sit there and think and plan about how to achieve it. If it's a problem that you're dealing with, you're going to sit there and you think about all the ways you can solve this problem. And if you do that 15 minutes a day, six days a week, that's 90 minutes a week, that's six hours a month, that's 72 hours in a year of clear thinking, of being proactive. And there's two types of people in this world, Joe, proactive people that succeed and reactive people that struggle. And if you just are always reacting, you know, checking your email first thing in the morning and always responding and putting out fires and never being able to plan and move ahead, you're going to struggle. That is just the unfortunate truth. And so I want people to take 15 minutes, clear thinking, you'll be amazed at what you can get done and you'll start having perfect days and really succeed in life.
0: That's really good. And, and one of the things that I do in the evening too, before I go to bed is plan out the next day. What are the most two or three important priorities for me to accomplish the next day? And uh, I love that, the idea of taking aside some time to plan, to pray, meditate, read 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 a good book, read the Bible, whatever it is, right? And uh, just I love that because I'm so guilty of that. I know Alex isn't. He stays in his pajamas <laughs> until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just kidding.
1: Actually, I did want to ask Craig a question regarding that. Yeah. Um, not staying in your pajamas all day, but what, <laughs> you know, because I've tried to get up earlier in the morning, like earlier, earlier, like the you know, you hear about the five o'clock uh, crowd and stuff like I that. I just like
2: wrote that. an article about how the 5 a.m. club is a bad idea. I was, you know, yeah, right? yeah, I was just reading right. that. <laughs> earlier than so, the 5 a.m. club is a bad idea for most people because that's like saying you can never eat pizza ever again. It's just wrong because you can't go from getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning to getting up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. That's ridiculous. Even I didn't do that. I used to get up at 7.30 in the morning and then I realized that was too late for me. I felt anxious about it. And so I went and got up at 7.25 a.m. the next day. The next week I got up at 7.20. The week after that I got up at 7.15 and I slowly worked my way to the right time for me. That's the way to do it. Now, Joe, you mentioned that earlier about getting up early in the morning in one of your other uh, uh, comments, and my book is not about getting up super early in the morning. One of my friends runs a nine-figure supplement company, and he works from 10 p.m. till 3 a.m. I can't change people's physiology. Wow. Some people are night owls, and you can't force a 6 a.m. wake-up time on a night owl. It's like giving them a mental prison sentence, and so... We have to do what's right for us. And the way we figure that out is by doing uh, what I call a time journal, which we, I give away on my site at craigvalentinecom forward slash free gift. You can download it. You go through there and you just write down what you're doing all over the course of the day and how you're feeling, your energy levels, your productivity levels, and you figure out here's the best schedule for me. That's proactive thinking. And that turns you into elite performance machine. And so, Alex. Sorry to interrupt, but I just no, get no, no, that's so, good. so annoyed by the five a.m. club idea. It's not right for most people. <laughs> it's all. It's just about fifteen minutes. Most people don't have fifteen minutes, and if and they do fifteen minutes, at it's a alarm great clock
1: stuff. to enforce this.
2: An alarm clock would probably help most people, but I don't. Okay. I mean, once you get used to it, you're just going to wake up naturally.
1: Well, for the fifteen minute increments, I mean.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but you're only doing one 15 minute increment. So it might, you might do five minutes for three weeks until you're up to that 15 minutes. But you know, you're, if you're getting up at 7 a.m. now, your new wake up time is going to be 645. Not any earlier, but just get up 15 minutes, get one thing done on your number one priority. And then the world can't take that away from you, no matter how crazy the rest of the day gets. So that's that's, pretty cool. That's the power of the morning. It's not 5 a.m., it's 15 minutes.
0: That's really good. All right. You know, well, thanks for clarifying that, and I'm sorry for <laughs> giving the wrong impression.
2: Um, no, no, no. It was great. You got, you got the right information. I'm really glad that, uh, that we had that, that piece of the conversation.
0: Lesson learned. You don't tell the author of a book um, what, he ah. means, what he means by what he's writing. <laughs> that's right. Uh,
2: no, no. It's, it, I'm not the 5am club guy, so don't worry about that. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> really appreciate it, Joe.
0: Well, cool guys. Uh, Craig already talked about it. It's his website, CraigBallentine dot slash free gift. I'm gonna give you the URL. I'm gonna spell it out right now. So grab your pen and paper, um, and I'll also put it in the show notes. So if you go to our website, you can get it on the show notes. But it's Craig C R A I G Ballentine B as in boy A L L A N T Y N E Craig Ballantyne, B A L L A N T-E-Y-N-E dot com slash free gift, and in that uh, you get his. Is it an ebook or a, a, a book called the ten three two one zero formula? Right.
2: Yeah, it's a little report that'll help people fall asleep better, sleep deeper, and wake up the next morning feeling so much better.
0: Good, good. There's a link in there about uh, the perfect day, and the uh, how to create your not to do list. I like that a lot.
2: Your not-to-do list. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's as important as your to-do list because you can do 10 yeah. things right and one thing wrong, and that one thing can outweigh your 10 good things.
0: Oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> well, one of the rules you talked about, which I really thought was awesome, was um, you only allow phone calls. I believe this is uh, – and if I screw it up, then you'll correct me. Uh, but you only allow phone calls that are scheduled or um, planned, pre-planned. Isn't yeah. Is that right?
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, someone just phones. I don't, I don't pick it up. I just, I schedule my day. I'm a, I'm a creator. So I'm a, I follow a maker's schedule. I'm not a manager of people too much. So I don't have a lot of phone calls. But what I do is I create stuff in the morning and then I do calls like this in the afternoon when I'm kind of out of, I'm, there's no more words that can pour out of me. So this is when I do calls. <laughs> I, br- I bring good energy to the calls, but I'm not going to be able to do anything else productive at this time.
0: That is exactly what I've been doing right now. Uh, I've been kind of pretty loosey goosey when it comes to hey, just call me. I still make people schedule a call with me, but right. and I have a certain website I give to them to schedule a call through uh, through a software that I have. But um, man, I'll, I'll look at my calendar and my calls are spread throughout the entire week, all throughout the the day. And just the other day, I went into my scheduling software tool and I I cleaned out all of my availability except for three three hour slots. Uh, in the week. And uh, it's just so nice now to look at my calendar. I can breathe a a little sigh of relief. Look at my calendar and I see all my calls bunched together in one section of the day. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, Uh, that'd be good. Because you're going to lose time in that transition when you have, you know, you have a call here and then a break and then a call here and then a call. Yeah. Yeah, you lose that transition time so that you don't actually get an hour of productivity between those calls. So you did a great thing there.
0: And if anybody's wondering what that tool is, it's called Schedule Once. Uh, Schedule Once, a time trade is another one, but I found Schedule Once is the best. And it synchronizes with my calendar, so it it sees when my openings are, and it shows people my availability uh, on the certain days that I say to show them the availability. It's really, really helpful, Schedule Once, if anybody else is uh, curious with that. So, Craig, you're a busy guy. I sure appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to uh, share this, your, your information. Um, Guys, you can also go to early to rise.com to uh, get a lot of really good articles. I've been looking at this while we've been interviewing him. And uh, I mean, seven natural caffeine sources that aren't coffee, right? Healthy habits. We have a lot of health and
2: wellness stuff on there too, to help people get total energy for their for their days.
0: Yep. Yep. Five steps to a six figure income. Why smart people sometimes act dumb (laughs) What what we can learn from Dickens about networks. Are you promotable? Uh, A lot of good stuff on health issues, wealth, self-improvement, lifestyle, You know how to control your schedule. This is really, really good stuff, and uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the show, Craig.
2: Thanks so much. You guys are a lot of fun to talk to.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Craig. Awesome to have you on.
2: Yeah, you too. Thanks so much, Alex. Great to meet you.
0: All right. Take care, guys.